he missed the Champions League for one point. Kid, there's a tile. There's just a tile. Jesus, you guys joke. Jesus Christ. The thing is, Ludo scared me more than the tile. I didn't see what happened. Because I believe you have three flexes and merit on that one. So it was one. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Serie Audio Experience with IFTV. We got Ludo back on the podcast with us. We Glad to f- be back. We had to pull him out of the house because he didn't want to do the last few podcasts. I don't know why. No, nah, Ludo, Ludo, Ludo has called me, and we've had our own podcast sessions just over the phone. We've had long calls. and Was he crying and or no? No, he wasn't crying. <laughs> I mean, I didn't cry. A couple of tears. Ludo, Ludo's got a lot to say. I know he's got a lot to say about uh, Napoli. We had talked I'm sure about. Sure, P has too. Further. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. We we got we got late drama over here. But Ludo, thank I'm, you for coming back. Always my pleasure. I'm sitting in the uh, Milanista spot tonight. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we have the same points. Yeah. Oh, do you? Is I it is it tied? Twenty one. Oh, it is yes. tied. Oh yeah, because yeah. they tied. Because Milan didn't end up winning. Yeah, Antonio is not here today, and I know he's very disappointed because all Antonio's told oh, me is, "Oh man, he would have loved." Exactly. He's all he's told me. Get Ludo on a podcast. Get Ludo on a podcast because he has such a bone to pick with you and Sari. All he does is keep quoting you with your maestro of Sari. But unfortunately, Antonio's not around today because he's going to see a stupid Christmas tree in New York City. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad. It's as if he's like a tourist or something. I was surprised when Marco told me. He was like, God damn it, I can't go. So he thinks we're, he still thinks we're doing a podcast tomorrow. So he doesn't know that we're doing one right now. And I told him that we weren't going to wait for him. And he said, you're not allowed to do a podcast without me. But the show's got to go on, right? The show, show must go, go on. Absolutely. We'll invite him when all the lights are closed and we're not here. So he'll be waiting outside. Right, just to tell him tomorrow on. morning, 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Bring the coffee. <laughs> Bring the coffee. So, but anyway, that, that's all he's been saying about you. So, listen, he wants to talk about Sarri. Uh, Sarri is a practical uh, coach. Uh, he knows who he has. He knows what he has. He's, he's a type of coach that um, he relies a lot on uh, analysis. He analyzes the, uh, the other team. Uh, he lives and he eats soccer 24 hours a day. So every move that he makes, every sub that he makes, it is... Taught not once, not twice, but three times. Mm-hmm. So he has to uh, deliver results, just like any other coach, because there's always somebody else ready to take your job once you get uh, you get fired. And the the main objective this year for Juventus is, of course, Champions League. They still they are in first place, I believe, currently tied in- with uh, with Inter. Okay, yeah, goal differential, yeah, I understand. Whatever, yeah. But Both if I'm first. not mistaken, in Champions League. Juventus this year qualified before mm-hmm. in any other previous years. Since like 2006 or five, yeah. something like Over that. Over 10 years. So you, we have to time. give the guy credit. We mm-hmm. know why he was hired. We know that he always have, has something up his sleeves. And I'm sure with, the, with his next opponent, he will study that opponent in every little detail. Mm-hmm. And he will come up with something... Once February comes around, the next, uh, you know, the next time the cha- the next round of the uh, of the Champions League. February, so yeah. I have to give uh, Sari a lot of uh, a lot of credit. He delivered in Napoli, took the team to the um, to the best possible uh, spot that that team could compete mm-hmm. at that time with that Juventus 
being extremely strong and the roster that Juventus always has every yeah, year. They nearly At did. Chelsea, he delivered, even though he had a change. But if everyone thinks that Saru will produce the same style of play as he did in Naples, you're mistaken. It's not happening. They're not the same. They're not the same plays. It's not the same roster. And uh, you, you you cannot reproduce what he created in Naples in those uh, in those three years. This, this is going to be good because obviously it's going to be very Napoli heavy, which is a lot to talk about with Napoli because Ludo's here. But also the only thing the the bone that I have to pick with Sarri is his, and I, I didn't want to jump ahead yet, but Juventus with that front three that he says you know Correct. playing Iguain, Dybala, and Ronaldo. He said it sounds great when you're talking at a bar, you know, but practically it doesn't really work, or it can only work in very specific circumstances Correct. And, and my bone to pick with that is just seeing Bernadeschi playing in that in that position where I could in my opinion there's no balance with Bernadeschi well, in the match you know what I think Sarri meant to say was he can afford to play with those three up front when he's playing against a team that does not have ball possession meaning ball possession is that is not their major characteristic so a team like Udinese that holds back, now you can play. But when you have a team that will attack you, that will have ball possession, and you have those three in the front, I agree with him. You're unbalanced okay, because they sense. they don't come back. They don't try to, back to defend. To, to defend. Yeah. So now you're off balance. But when a team that plays behind and does not rely on, on ball possession, then you can force. Because even though Dybala, for me, I, I do admit... Yes, he still has to prove himself internationally. That's my opinion. Where a player at that age, if you're a uh, a great player, you take the team on your shoulders, even though you, I, don't, I understand you have Ronaldo and you have Higuain, but he's one of the few players in Serie A right now that could take on a man 1v1 and create that chaos in the box and unbalance the, the opposing defense and basically... Put the game away at any given time so against any today. against any when he plays against any opponent. When he plays, Juventus is a different team. Correct, but I don't want to. They're unpredictable. Yeah, they're so good with them. Um, uh, Peter, don't don't look so depressed over here, man. What, what happened? No, I'm not there. I'm listening. Yeah. I, w- I want to listen listen to my suchis. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's my analysis of Saudi, on, of Saudi. on on uh, only on thing Saudi. that I can pick with uh, Saudi is I mean to say what Antonio says as far as his tactics, terrible coach. Listen, Saris tactically, he's one of the best coaches in Serie A and in Europe. I mean, he what he's able to what he was able to do with Empoli, what he was able to do with Napoli, you know, with Chelsea, which was going through some problems. And now with Juventus, he still needs some time to, I think, really get hold of this Correct. team. With that being Agreed. said, he has had problems with not necessarily problems in the locker room, but with certain players. With the Napoli team, remember Giacchinini didn't getting any, not getting any chances, or with Chelsea, not maybe everybody. not everybody. Giroud had problems with him and stuff. So it's interesting to see now with Juventus. I know in the beginning of the year, Amrishan was very upset that he didn't get called up to the Champions League list. Now he, said going, he wasn't even told. He wasn't, he wasn't told anything. So how is his, uh, you know, his relationship with every player? How is his relationship with the group compared to other coaches? One. And do you see that he's never coached this many superstars? Is it going to be something that uh, maybe later on in the year, if some things go wrong, going to be hard for him to control? I, I don't think... I agree with you up to a certain point. 
I think what you're saying, it starts from the club, from the organization, mm -hmm. which is Juventus. If you as a player, a top player, accept to go to Juventus, you also have to accept the fact that you have 23 other players. And it's not only 13 and five subs. You have 24 players that can all play at, the, at any given time. So as far as that is concerned, he has the organization to back him up. And that is because they accepted to go to Juventus. They accepted that role that, listen, you are going to sit on the bench a certain amount of games, certain amount of games you are going to start. He will try his best to rotate. So as a coach, when you have the organization backing you up, now you can maneuver in a certain way. And then the results come into, come into play. It's, now, he, he cannot... Um, Sarri will never be a coach... A club's coach, meaning that he will um, let the president or the organization tell him what to do. He did pull out Ronaldo, even though many other coaches would not have had the courage to do that. And he did do it because he wants to win. The team comes first. He's not going to be influenced by other voices from the outside. Oh, that guy has to stay on the field, even though he has half a leg. He's not feeling well. You have to keep him on because his name is Ronaldo. No, I need to win the game. I'm losing certain things on that side of the field. I need to put somebody fresh. You're coming out. My question, Mark, with Saudi is more so the midfield. I want to know, and it's just a question. I want to know, did he tell Juventus this midfield is good enough for me? Because if it is, then I have question marks about Saudi. And if it's Juventus who told him, listen, you're not going to get that midfield that you really want. Because if he thought he could go into a season with Kedira, Emerchan, Bentancur, Matuidi, and Bernadeschi as the midfielders to compete in Champions League and for Scudetto, I think it's crazy. And we've seen how bad Juve is and Rabiot, like all those players together, they're not a midfield that helps Juventus in any way. The only guy that's really up there is Pjanic and then Bentancur because he's still young and he's still developing. And Bentancur has looked much better He also really right on the Douglas Costa. Yeah, I, I meant I meant specifically in the midfield. midfield. Correct. But either but, way, Juventus as a whole, since we're we're already on Juventus, so we'll just get them get rid of them first. They won three one against uh, Udinese. <laughs> first time that I can remember that the game was simple, that it was an easy win. Um, you know, you Ronaldo, Iguain, and Dybala together were just beautiful. You saw a lot of that type of Saudi ball, the way that they built up. Dybala was dribbling his man left and right. The connection with Ronaldo, who started scoring again, giving him passes. They they have a real great chemistry. The three of them together, I really see the chemistry. And I'm happy that Saudi did not put Bernadeschi in, which was the, the idea was that it was going to be Bernadeschi, Ronaldo, and Dybala up top. And he ended up putting Iguain. And I think that together, they played so much better. Demiral in the back was brilliant. I mean, the kid looks like a veteran when he plays. It's... It's incredible to see him, how he looks in his first season, and how Rugani looked in his first season. I mean, Rugani's scared to, to touch a butterfly, and Demiral just goes sliding in and last man. He's a fantastic player. I see Juventus in Serie A this year. This is my opinion. They're having fun. They're playing to have fun. I don't see that anger that that they had I agree with that. in in previous I agree years with that. now could it be because it's not napoli following them like in the past 3 well, 4 Inter's, years Inter's and even it's closer. a new and it's a new team but i see them having fun i see them 
relaxed on the field, it, which is not like, a good thing. Not, completely, I don't, see, I don't even see them relaxed. No, I, I see them. I see them very. I, I agree I with you. Know. There's no spirit or hunger, like like a deadly desire that we Correct. need these three Correct. points. But I wouldn't say it's fun like, is nothing. Yes. It will come patience. They're, yeah, exactly. Patience. I agree we with are going to get. But then, if you if you're going to find the team in that particular Sunday that's going to put on the table that perfect day, that perfect game. Then Juventus will go into when it as far as Serie A. Then Juventus will will step back and they will lose the game, just like it happened already with Lazio. Yeah, with Lazio, exactly. And a couple of ties, one or two ties. Which is they the had. time that you kind of need to have that grit, correct? Which is where I feel like Sadi needs to learn. Where it's like no matter what, like the vision, the ideas, very important. But at the end of the day, you just have to have it at that moment to be able to just grind through it. Even if the balance is lost a little bit, you have to throw a forward. You have to win the match. And I feel like today was a good learning lesson, but Udinese didn't do anything. But he's very, he's a very tactical, up to the point. Every de- he studies every detail of the game and his opponent. 7-24. Every single day. That's what he lives for. He lives and eats soccer. He never rests. He's always analyzing games. Analyzing the following team, analyzing the future, one game, one game at a time. Anto doesn't like that he writes in his book. By the way, what do you think about that? Before well, a lot, of, a lot of coaches uh, do now at this point. Now they're using iPads, you know, showing the players with the little fingers. He, he you have to run the there. He's you like, have to. He make... said during the game, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> well, a lot of coach, I, I believe also a lot of coach, even the uh, EPL, Mourinho, really? I think, writes. Uh, I saw them writing a couple of times. Oh, yeah. That was his one example. Po- Pochettino. The two Pochettino. Pochettino. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say uh, uh, the Udine game, how Marco was saying, that was probably one of the only convincing wins. But then again, it was, it was, yeah. it was very easy. Compared to the other games, though, this looked like it wouldn't be classified because Juve were usually winning by 1-0, not convincing at all. But then you have a team like Udinese who started the formation with five at the back already. And a team that seemed like it was scared already and conceded, what, two goals in like 15 minutes Yeah, but Mike, you, like use that, you use the argument yeah. of them having five in the back the day before well, to say that, oh, they're not going to be able to score. They got five in the back. No, but I'm it's saying easy to say if, afterwards. If you put that kind a of, lot of... There's a lot of teams in Serie A that sit back against Juventus. Well, if you put the five, like star five already in the back, you would say... That's when like, you need the Dybalas and that's when exactly. you need... Because the Dybala will you, open exactly. the waters, will open the defense because he could take on a man. I agree. one v one And that's when you could put those three in the front. Yeah, because the possession was going to be right. on But now against Lazio... You yeah, can't well, have those three well, because now, team. correct? Yeah, because now exactly. you're unbalanced. Now you yeah. have to come back. And I, I still, and I just don't. I don't believe in the balance thing. I don't believe in it. I don't I, believe in it just because Bernadeschi is the guy. Like I don't want to have a problem with Bernadeschi, and everybody knows that I do. The only reason I do have a problem with Bernadeschi is when he starts. When he comes in second half, give DiBala a rest. Just like it's like when I play in FIFA, I put Bernadeschi late, late. You know, let him build in and do it like that. I just don't think he's a starter for the team. That's that's more so my point. That when he starts against Lazio or when he starts in these matches, I don't think that he belongs. Anyway, let's just I got hope that else to say about let's, Juventus. Say, let's just hope yeah. that Juventus February comes around, everyone will be healthy. Because yeah. I would love to see that Juventus and what is Sarri capable of of doing with the once best everyone has uh, you know everyone Fair available. Enough. Against the opponent that we're gonna find out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and also, good thing yeah. is Ronaldo, right? We we always know that Ronaldo usually heats up during this time and for the second half of the season to see what he can do. I mean, he scored the two goals. He scored Should have had like Champions four. League, so. Easy. Hit the post. So you had one on one. So that's good news for for Juventus fans. Man, yo, you should have seen. Did you see last podcast? Did you see the beginning at least? 
No? Yes. yes. Vegan. Man, these these two did not shut up the entire time. They haven't for said a, a word all the time. For a while. Why? Because Inter was in first. I mean, you're still in first. So you gotta no, I didn't happy. say anything. We're talking about Juventus right now. I know. I'm not going to jump to Inter. Well, you guys are still on the show. We're talking about Napoli Juve over here the whole time. <laughs> where, where do you guys want to go now? Let's go, go, go to Inter. Let's go to Inter. Fresh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right out of the oven. An hour ago, two hours ago. Yeah. I mean... Not a very convincing game from Inter. I think Fiorentina at times played the better uh, football. Uh, was good to see because you, we were, you know, for a Serie A fan, right? You would think Fiorentina this year, the way they they kind of looked, you you had high hopes and they kind of, you know, Montella. Bumpy. Yeah, exactly. Very bumpy. very bumpy, very inconsistent. So it was good to see them actually give a challenge to Inter. Uh, Andanovic made some, you know, ridiculous saves. Uh, one versus on Castrovilli, the other one on Bade, I think. So, you know, those are those are saves that we know that Andanovic has been able to pull off uh, game in, uh, game out. Inter's point, I guess, the early lead maybe hurt them for some reason. It's they were too relaxed. Not that, not necessarily relaxed, but Conte style is when you get that one goal, one nothing. You know, we close the the fort down and we we kind of just let. Fiorentina and, and preserve that one zero, the you know, and then go on the counter, get that second, which is fine. But we have to know how to be able to close the games. Close the games which, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, this is already the. We're still in first place. We're still, you know, yeah, after what what couple of years that we we've been in pretty much purgatory, right? Yeah. Not knowing if we're going to get Champions yeah. League till the end, till the last 20 minutes of a game. You know, it's nice to see where Inter is right now. We know Conte, he's, he's brought this mentality. Um, just certain times, but it was very interesting going, let's go to the, the goal that Fiorentina scored. I mean, these are things that you have to be able to close down one, or if not, you have to make the tactical foul. Exactly. Get the yellow card and slow the game down, keep the defense. You can't let someone run like that in that whole field. Too many mistakes. Yeah, and Conte's team usually are, are smart teams and usually do this, you yeah. know. Um, Godin comes in, he bull rushes the other players. Like, you know, this is an experienced player that does something like that. And then Skriniar going toe-to-toe -to -toe, toe -to -toe with uh, Vlahovic. Politano lost the ball, too. Yeah, like yeah, counter. yeah. So there's a lot of things that you're looking at. But remember, also, our midfield depleted. We have no one. When you got to continue using Borja Valero, Brozovic. Borja Valero was great today. He's your it best was good. Today. But, yes. but if you had Sensi... It changes the but game. If you have Barella, it's a too. different game. Instead of Bessino no, and Bora Valero. Brozo is going to be playing next Bro, game. Bora, Bora was hard. the only one. I, blame, I would blame Lukaku. Uh, no, I mean, not, the guy. How many chances yeah, does this guy well, miss? I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying that we have no options. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. During eight midfield. Games, there's no eight days, two ties, and one loss. Yeah, uh, you tie Roma at 0-0. You tie today 1-1, and you lose to Barcelona. It is not easy for any team to recover the mental energy for the uh, right after Champions League game. Mm -hmm. And uh, we spoke about this during the week. I didn't think Inter lost the Champions League qualification against Barcelona. They lost it in previous, mm -hmm. in previous games. Dorman. Now you have a short roster. You have a lot of injuries. And the team is beginning to get tired. You feel that, Pressure. you know, the players don't have the legs. Certain players do need a rest. Mm -hmm. Again, 0-0. Zero, zero. You lose against Barcelona, you tie 1-1-1. One, one, one. But I just felt today, Inter knowing already the score of the Juventus game and, and playing after Juventus, you know that you needed to win and you score after two minutes. So now Inter said, okay, let me try to obtain 
the maximum amount of points with, with the, the minimum effort. physical yeah. effort. Try to bring home the three points and try to, Relax the you know, players. play the game according. We're not exerting you know, too much energy. Too much energy bringing home because scoring after two minutes. And midweek games too. I do love Lukaku. I like Lukaku as a player, especially when he's playing with the back against the keeper. That physical appearance. He stops the ball. He waits until the team to come up. But I just feel that Lukaku, at the decisive time, he lacks that Killer calm. Yes. Oh. Right in the box, in front of the keeper, that he should be putting those goals in. And he fails to do that. That cool, you know, calm and, and that Which great number nines always have. Yeah. To put. Now, Inter relies a lot on Lautaro because he does a lot of movement as a second forward. You know, he, he, he penetrates the back. But I feel that the team is tired. Then those subs, the last 10 minutes, did he really need to make those, those, uh, those uh, substitutions and move Brozovic from his original position, put Godin in and put a 2002 player in the last eight, seven minutes? Were they really necessary? Borja Valero, yes, he does. He cannot take a man on one v one, but he kept that balance. He got the ball, he passed it back, he went in. I agree. I agree with that. I, I thought he was the best. I thought he was very important. But I for felt that. that the opportunity of playing after Juventus, if you want to play for the Scudetto, oh. and Conti is giving the right mentality to Inter to win the Scudetto. Champions League it will take time. Oh, yeah. Nobody expected Inter to do great in Champions League the first year, new team, new mentality, new coach. But for Serie A, they run on spot. Oh, yeah. But the the roster is short, but I just felt they could have, they should have put that game away sooner knowing already the score of the Juventus yeah, game you, against against Udinese. That's that's an advantage. Well, that's, but that's what's so interesting because Conte's team, when we seen with Juventus, used to be that Juventus team, the first chance they got, they would always score. Boom. And then they would score the second, and they would end the game. You know what I'm trying to say? They would know how to close the game out. This Inter team, we see that it's a little bit... Uh, we give too many chances. Not necessarily that we let in a lot of goals. We give a lot of chances to the opposing team, where I feel when Conte was with Juventus, they didn't, you didn't really see that. You know, Different time, roster. Different roster, yes. Different roster, yes. I mean, but the defense, it's the, all comparable. Yeah, no, it, it is. Well, today he played with the 3 five, two. Yeah, yeah, he's been yeah, playing he's with all three, that. Five, yeah. And then now coming up, we have, who, who do we play? Genoa. Genoa. Lautaro out. Yeah, Lautaro and Brozovic. Yeah. So another. They're going to be playing with like a, a we defender have no midfielder. And probably Esposito as a striker. He's yeah. not going to change the formation, I mean. No, yeah. So he's gonna Maybe f- put Skriniar in that holding. But you got to yeah, change something. You're going to change something. But now here's another team that's on Sunday that's going to most likely, you know, sit back and wait on the 30 uh, yard line line for the and then try to go on a uh, on a uh, on a counterattack but today's game you have to put that game away you cannot miss those goals like we said before Lukaku I mean on the same same almost identical to what happened with Barcelona he just powers off like you said not calmness to think he just shoots it right yeah. away. Correct. Right at Dragoski, right at Neto, yeah. who's a goal, goalkeeper in Barcelona. Barcelona. I want to give credit to Fiorentina um, on the flip side. You know, this Fiorentina and especially Montella are under. I mean, Montella had two games yeah. to save his career. We, we know at Fiorentina, they said he's confirmed for these two games. You're not really expected to do much against Inter, who's top of the table, the best team in Italy. 
They did tie the same score against Juventus, which, you know, gave you a little bit of hope. Then Chiesa comes off in the 58th minute, which I was like, I couldn't believe when, when Chiesa came off. They hit him really hard. First yeah. couple of uh, plus seasons, it's not well I heard people. I heard people saying that he looked like he was crying when he got subbed off. I didn't see the. I didn't see the image. No, he got after. hit a couple of. Uh, he got hit a couple of uh, times. But in the 58th minute, when you need to score a goal, you know you're down one zero. You take out Kiza, who without Ribéry is probably you know your best player going forward in attack. Where Boateng, I haven't really seen anything from Boateng this season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you need a player. Juventus. I mean Juventus. Um, Fiorentina is lacking a someone that will put the ball yeah. in the net. Striker, Remember, Kiza hasn't scored in five games. Yeah, never happened and since he, he played Serie A. But yeah, he barely scored. He's not known for his yeah, goal scoring. Since he started playing in Serie A, never happened that he hasn't five scored games. in five games. He's in five consecutive. Uh, he just barely scored. Five consecutive so, games. Uh, you, you never see him. Put and you the cannot ball put everything on a shoulder on the 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Vlaovic. I mean, Vlaovic. great shot, great play. But I just think Inter, with the experience of the defender, could have done a better job of a little bit of a shoulder, throw him off the ball a little bit on the outside, and not. But really, him really to good work. for Vlaovic. You know, we had a we had a joke on the last podcast because my dad had said. When he was with Fiorentina, he said, this kid Vlahovic, he takes a shot, he never misses the target. And we were joking because the last couple of games for Vlahovic, he had a lot of shots, but they were usually off or he wasn't able to score. Um, and maybe he played with some of that anger. You could see put Correct. everything into that shot that he had where he really wanted to score. And to go against, you know, Skriniar and the defense, Inter, I think they have the best defense in Serie A. At least coming into this, they had the best defense in yeah, Serie still, A. They, they still, still do. do. So really good for, for a 19-year-old kid to score in the 93rd minute for Fiorentina. And you could just see what it meant for him, what it meant for Montella. I mean, the passion that they had. And for, for all of Fiorentina, I was so happy for them. Yeah. Um, and no, well deserved, uh, a well-deserved point. It'll be interesting uh, to yeah. see what, where this goes from here, where Montella's team goes from here. Oh, they have, who they have up? Roma. Roma they have right? Roma on Friday. Roma next. Yeah. yeah. So They're playing Roma on, uh, on, uh, on Friday. So yeah. good job from, from Fiorentina on doing that. And also, once again, Castrovilli, phenomenal. The kid, every time this guy plays, the calmness that he has, there was one time <clears> where he took on one Inter defender and then he took on Lautaro. I mean... He, he did a little, you know, he told us that Ronaldinho was his idol. I don't know if you saw a little fake pass, you know, looking one way, passing the, the other. The I liked him the first half. So I liked him less better the second half. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he lost that. He, he's supposed to give Fiorentina that change that pace, pace, that change of that change of speed. And I felt that the second half, he... I feel like there's a lot of weight tired, on his shoulders, the, the, though, he too. He kicked in, he got tired, and... Uh, he was not feeling well, but the great first half. I really like. I really enjoying uh, first, playing first the first season half. in Serie A. I think it's Agreed. It's crazy. Um, where are we going? We're gonna go to Napoli next. You wanna go to Napoli next? Which Napoli we're gonna go to? <laughs> the the Serie A Napoli or the Champions League Napoli? Well, Gattuso's <laughs> Napoli now. Uh, first of all, Gattuso Ancelotti. Since the last time we filmed, uh, Ancelotti got sacked. Um, I think that we had said on the last podcast that it seemed like Ancelotti was gonna go. No matter what happened in uh, their final match of the Champions League, at least he went out with an incredible performance from Napoli in the Champions League, yeah. which was very Ancelotti-like because we know how well he did. Yeah. We just didn't expect Gattuso to be the next coach. We were, we were on this Gattuso podcast good. talking about Montella leaving yeah, and, Gattuso and Gattuso taking Gattuso over Fiorentina. You also have to take into consideration who was on the market uh, available. Uh, certain coaches will not accept... A team in Mid, the middle yeah. of the uh, in the middle of the season. So the only two available were uh, Gattuso and uh, and uh, and Spalletti. Spalletti but Gattuso, didn't want to take a team mid-season. Correct, I believe. 
And Allegri will not. Yeah. Allegri said, "I'm taking the entire yeah. uh, year off, so we'll see Allegri back, you know, the next uh, the next season." So Gattuso is the is the coach that uh, loves playing the four three three. This is a team that uh, is built to play the uh, the four three three. But I just think that playing the 4-3-3, you need to have 11 players in top shape. There's a lot of running on the, um, on the, on the sides and uh, uh, physical and attacking the, uh, the space and, and, and defending. And I just feel that Napoli is not capable because you have certain players that are having a, uh, an off-season. I, I, I just, the, the motivations are not... And not there. Yeah, yeah. Is Fabian Ruiz one so, of them? Yes, absolutely. What are that? Half the team is Fabio Ruiz, uh, Calleon, Insigne was uh, subbed ten out of the last sixteen games. He wow. was taken out. Absolutely. Ten to the wow. uh, le- uh, ten of the last sixteen uh, games. So there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of going on, and it, it's not only mm. one issue going on with Naples, but I Even think Kula the Bali, toy. The toy broke after the Atalanta game. And I said this before, and I strongly believe it. After Napoli, the Atalanta game, Napoli played an extremely great game against Atalanta. Then at the end, they tied the game. Napoli thought the goal should have been taken away because of the foul. foul. Right, on the other side. So it did not not happen. So now you have Zielinski, you have Fabian Ruiz. They're two attacking half-wings, which they are... To me, they're out of position. You're missing someone to replace Alan. Alan is not well. So you don't have someone that can play next to Alan or can sub him or can take his place. So if he's out due to injury or, or, or yellow cards, you have nobody to replace him. Calleon is not the same Calleon as it was before. Yeah. I, st- I strong believe in, in, uh, in um, Mertens. I think he should stay. He will accept the bench, and he will come the last 20, 30 minutes and give you that spark that you need. He changed the match for Napoli he cha- when correct. he came in. He did change the match. I think I he's thought. good enough to start. Now, though. the defense, I think strongly this year, was having a great uh, season are Di Lorenzo, yeah. the right fullback, yeah. and Meret. I strongly believe Meret is the best player, the best goalkeeper in Serie A after Andanovic. That's my opinion. Strong, young uh, goalkeeper. Antonio somewhere is screaming butterfingers. Right. Now we come to Manolas and, and, uh, and uh, Koulibaly. Manolas yesterday, to my understanding, played a great game. Because Koulibaly wasn't there. And I feel that Manolas, when he has Koulibaly next to him, he feels like a little bit um, intimidated. He feels like he's, it, it doesn't come out. The usual Manolas, because he feels Koulibaly. Koulibaly and Albiol played really well. Those were right, yes, very much. Like husband and wife, on and off the field, (laughs) they were like came. You know, they the 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 the, they were synchronized, and I don't feel that Manolas and Koulibaly are synchronized in the defense. Mm -hmm. Koulibaly is also not the same Koulibaly as in previous years. This Koulibaly reminds me of the first year under Benitez. So there are a lot of factors that take that are taken into consideration. It is not only the um, the the aspect of the four three three of the coach. Something I believe did happen with Ancelotti towards the end of the season last year. A lot of players they not come in shape 
after they played the various summer tournaments, they did not come into, uh, into shape. And something broke in the, in the locker room. Now, it will take us to whatever happened now. It's going to take us to the famous November 4th. When uh, De Laurentiis came out and he said, oh. I want this team to go oh, yeah, yeah. on the retreat kind of until the following <laughs> the, the game. Different vendetta. Yeah. You know that? <laughs> Against the following game. It's nothing punitive. <laughs> it's just the team to get, you know, to be together. Now, the players said, okay, we're not going to see our families until the following week against Genoa. After the Genoa game, we have to leave for the international break. So we're not going to see our families for 21 days. We're going to be away from our families. So now the players, after the game against Salisburgo, which the players thought they played a good game and we should have won that, uh, that game. Now the players said, okay, we're not going to go to the retreat. We're not going to go back to, uh, to Castelvolturno. We're going to go home to our families. Now here comes Ancelotti that speaks to the president the following day, says, okay, let me handle it. They're going to play. We're going to try to change things around. I will talk with them and see something will change. De Laurent said, okay, I'm stepping back. I'm not going to talk anymore. You do what you want to do. The team is in your hand. I'm going to give you three, four weeks to change things around and try to motivate these guys for the, for the Serie A. That has not happened. So I felt that they were giving 70, 80% under Ancelotti. They were not giving that. They, they, lo they, they lost motivation. The, uh, the anxiety kicks in. They're not calm on the field. They're very nervous. Even those few opportunities that we get, that we got yesterday in front of the net, four or five yards, the ball goes out because you have so much anger and you're not concentrated, you're not calm, that everything that you touch, you miss. The most simple pass that not even the amateurs on the first goal yesterday, Napoli did, it is unbelievable. We're talking about simple, basic, elementary, 13-year-old passes that, yes, they were not executed. They were not. Koulibaly making that mistake, the defense... The team is unbalanced. I don't think the team is balanced on the field. When the other team attacks you, whether it's counterattack or you have a team that's going to come at you, Napoli is not, it, it is off balance because Zielinski and Fabian Ruiz, they cannot defend. So you have the only one which is, which is uh, uh, Alain. Alain. So you see, it's not only one factor that determines the Napoli season. Now, it's easy that certain players, even though they know that they might leave in June to get motivated in international play because the international window brings something out of you, that mental approach that you probably don't have anymore in Serie A. So even the Caleon, even the certain players in Champions League, they're able to get motivated because of what the international window is able to give you. Champions League is yeah. able to give you certain emotions that they're not getting anymore in, uh, in, uh, in Serie A, being so many points behind out of first place. So overall, I think certain things should have been handled better. 
even with the with the transfer of of uh, purchasing certain players now it's time to think about the future i don't think you're going to qualify fourth place i don't think it's going to it's going to change you got a coach where you could tell him arrivederci goodbye in june and get a real coach and start a new real coach a new Cycle. right under a new coach Cycle. to start a new play now napoli 17 points behind Absolutely. from last season wow 21 points in 16 games has not happened since the season 2000 2001 wow five losses in 16 games has not happened since the season 2007 2008 21 goals and, re and remember we have meret in the net there could have been more 21 goals in 16 games has not happened since 2009 2010 eight games without winning it has not happened since 2010 wow so this is the worst Napoli in a decade. They broke some in a bad decade. records, yeah. So the toy is broken. You have to think about the future. Get certain players out that are not physically fit, are not motivated, and bring some uh, players from the bench that you think might stay with the team next year or the, uh, uh, the next couple of years, like Lozano. Put him in his position. Let him get used to Serie A. Ludo, let me ask you a question. Wow. Who would you keep now in Napoli? And this is summer now. You're offloading people. I would keep Milik. Okay. Uh, I would keep Mertens. Okay. Lozano, you yeah. paid uh, so much money. Di Lorenzo, yeah, without a doubt, the, the best, best 10 million spent in the last uh, sure. couple of uh, couple of years. Uh, Manolas, you you uh, you have you know you you have to keep Manolas. You're looking for left fullback. And that's something that Ancelotti did not see. You desperately need a, a, a left fullback. Mario Rui cannot play that position. He's not that and good. we he haven't seen Gulam since he got yeah, injured against Man City yeah. in 2017. After that injury, after that injury same, he, he never, he never came back. So, Caleon, to my understanding, needs to go. Mm -hmm. um, Insigne, yes, he is the captain. He is young. He is Neapolitan, and he feels a lot of responsibilities on his shoulders that he cannot handle. So he's out? He cannot. I think he needs a fresh, a fresh start uh, uh, elsewhere. I can't even imagine him at yeah, another Yeah, I know. Team. Me neither. I can't even not picture a, him. Not Serie A. No, though, right? not, he's not going to go to Serie A. Probably team. Premier League or something. Well, listen, I think Ancelotti, Ancelotti wanted to sell him. Ancelotti did not want him yeah. on the team, yeah, but there was no... Um, Proper or let's say a, an offer, a, a reliable offer. Nobody, nobody really, nobody really offered the, anything. And then I forget. Then Ancelotti went against De Laurentiis yeah. when he said, "I strongly do not believe in this long retreat." So he automatically put himself against the against the uh, the, the president, and he went in favor of the team. And then the president came out with these fines, which they haven't been settled yet. So as you see, it's you cannot only say, okay, Napoli has one issue, let's clean it's that issue. Let's no, yeah. it's so Huge. many issues. And now the players are going on the field and they have no self-esteem. There's too much no anxiety. There's yeah. no confidence in, 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 in themselves. They have so much anger. And psychologically, they are not on the field to to perform. I think even <laughs> yesterday we could have won that game. But, but was it chances. was it 
Ancelotti? Is it De Laurentiis? Management. You know what I'm saying? Because Management. in the end, you can change all the coaches you want. But if Correct. the problem is between the players and De Laurentiis... Pietro I, I, uh, Pietro, I think it's a little bit of everything. I strongly think it's the end of a cycle. I, you have to rebuild. And, it's oh, time yeah. to rebuild. You have players that have been there for, for the long. past yeah. six, yeah. seven yeah. years. You watch, go watch the highlights, the Milan-Napoli game. Lozano scores, nobody went to hug him. Caleon came out, he did not shake um, Ancelotti's hand Damn. against against. I didn't Milan. know that. So you, you have a little bit of, of everything. But they're not, they're lacking confidence. They're lacking concentration. Mm -hmm. There's so much anger inside them coming from different from different yeah, sides. Yeah, well, I think that that also influences uh, individuals' play. Uh, play. Koulibaly is not having the great season because of what's going on around a lot him. Of, a lot of them are not having with, a, correct. Yeah. This is not this so, year is not the same Koulibaly as it was yeah. previous years. No, now, if everything no. would have gone, uh, everything would have been compact and everything you know the team would have been together. Was something I've changed? No, he's not in shape. We, yeah. we noticed this yeah. since the beginning of the season. Now you have a new player that has to get used to him, Manolas. Oh, yeah. Yes, they had a great game. Um, so, and I think that's kind of what you said wraps up the reason to get Gattuso, I think, because if you need some motivation, you need a guy that, sure. like you said, at the end of the season, he understands where he's going to be. If he gets fourth place, okay. Exactly. Gattuso took a chance, Marco. Months. Gattuso took a chance. Gattuso is the is the type of coach. Listen, I have nothing to lose. Yeah, I do well. Yeah. He's gonna keep yeah. me another. Well, the Gattuso salary even for the next eighteen months is not that much. Even if you want to fire him in June, so you're gonna pay him for another year, million and a half. So minimum wage stuff for coaches, I, it, right? I mean, it's not six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine. A million and a half. Okay, what's the what's what's the Until problem? So you figure out exactly what yeah. you're right. gonna do. Exactly. So now I think we'll know by March. We'll know where Napoli stands as far as qualifying for Europa League or qualifying for Champions for fourth League. place and who needs to come and then how and they can who rebound. needs and and uh, who needs to go but Ancelotti I mean uh, Gattuso why not take the chance why not take the chance I, I just think that Gattuso has so much in his hands right now that he needs to fix but I think certain things can change if Napoli wins one game you're able it doesn't matter how, yeah. but you get those three points. It, 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 you understand? It, it calms everything down. It, it, that anger disappears. You're psychologically more prepared, and you play the games, you know, in 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 a such way, and not with that uh, being preoccupied and and something being, you know, these clouds being yeah. over your head coming from oh, every part. A lot of times, well is as long as talk from Ludo yeah. was well needed. But I think as long as, well, as, long as you get that for win. two three days, because you. <laughs> It's not only one issue. Yeah, we're not we just here. Bubble. Correct. You, 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 you have different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the club. You have the fines. Yeah. You have the coaching. You have. But now look at Napoli Champions League. Now here's another Napoli Champions League, which I think we should spend two minutes on. We could have finished first place. Yeah. We could have. I mean, with Liverpool, four points from Liverpool. Nobody beat Liverpool Europe. this yeah. season. We did. We went to tie in England. That's very. So hard, now, man. how do you 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 see how do you Get that psychological approach, that fire in your eyes on Wednesday and Tuesday, and then you lose it three, four days. But it was against Liverpool. So like like everything else, you right? When you verse a top yeah. team, automatically the top players 
they they have their switch turned Correct. on. That's what we said when before, verse, that when the you, international yeah. play when brings foul, that. Uh, but, but also when they were playing in the other Champions League games versus Genk, let's say, for example, yeah. when that was in the beginning of when the whole thing yes. started yeah. to yeah. come yeah. around. 0-0 yeah, uh, zero, uh, zero uh, tie. Peter, yeah, exactly. we're lacking focus yeah. because yeah, if you look at these Napoli games, the mistakes yeah. that they made, the juvenile mistakes. Oh, yeah. If you make those juvenile mistakes at that, you know, in Serie A, that means you're not. Yeah, you're not. There I agree. You're, you're not there. You're, you're not there mentally. To give credit to Parma because Parma did win this match two to one. They did. Um, Kulusevski, this kid, 19 years old, right? 19 or 20 19, years old. He's a 2000. 2000. Yeah. I mean, brilliant. When this guy goes forward, he's a big body, but he's able to dribble he's very, and he's able he's to do quick, a lot man. of work. First size, he's, he's quick. quick. Yeah. Um, Gervinho always leads that team and even even Gervinho you could see in the second half he's our boy by the way he's got some cultural yeah. merch the, the weekend before he'll, so he always that's probably it's a Luka. pleasure it, that's no, no, probably it, why it's a pleasure to see it's a pleasure to see Parma the transition <laughs> into the counter attack yeah. yeah it is a pleasure and he was he was dead like you could see Gervinho during the second half there was a couple times he was grabbing his knees but even until well, I don't remember what minute they scored but it was extremely it was late, late. Minute, yeah, it was like 93 yeah 90 yeah. something I mean he's just giving everything that he has Yo, into this he gives, soul he gives every drop of gasoline he has in his yeah. tank and he, he's so quick great that, job that change, that, that change of speed yeah exactly he's one of those players that the more he goes forward the more speed is able to... Yeah. Like a snowball effect, right? <laughs> it's Correct. Hard, it's Instead of slowing down because he's crazy. getting tired... Almost is the key it's point. Like, yeah, but Manolas had a, a lead on Yeah, but him. even then, the even the mistake that Luperto made, instead yeah. of covering yeah. the other guy, the two guys, they go together. Gervinho's one of the fastest nah, players. And he's so much older, too. We have to thank Meret this year if we do not have a couple of points less... Then, then what? Then the twenty-one that we yeah. that but we then, currently that we currently have. Just going back to Parma. Parma beat Roma, beats Napoli, wow. ties versus Tied Inter. Inter. Wow. They're a very solid team. You know, I I was at the game in Parma. I mean, Parma was time. You know, in the nineties, they were competing for the the UEFA but, Cup back in the day, and they had some great players play to good. play for them. Crespo, to play. But, but that's the difference, Peter, so, that I'm also noticing this year in Serie A. In the in the in previous years, certain teams in Serie A, okay, we're gonna lose this game. Let's yeah. Let's no, no, they, they now they're going. For Correct. It. Now we yeah, look at this morning. Fifty minutes. Verona, three goals. Torino. You would think not, that would have never happened. That would never. Oh, we, we, we lost this saying, game. Let's yeah. think about this the next game. Let's go take a shower. Let's go promoted. eat. We, we've been saying goals. this all all yeah, year. It's it's kind of been playing, the they're playing at you. They're coming at you. They want to play. So this is not. This is why you see now the 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 standings being. Uh, so close and everybody can yeah. uh, grab points from any team from any team yeah. and, 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 and finish in certain places tomorrow's going to be another great game yeah, yeah Lazio, even though I think Lazio has the uh, the way Lazio's been playing Cagliari, though. but we've, but we've Lazio seen a little bit the, of uh, you know European hangover you know you see Atalanta lost to Bologna which is a match you know a little backstory you know, I had somebody was messaging me, guys. You know, they's like, "Oh, Marco, what should I bet on?" He's like, "I'm gonna bet on." Uh, um, but that's what on, we said on before. Bologna. Marco, he, he's he in told England, me, right? No, no. He he said he's like, "I'm gonna put Bologna winning." I said, "Don't put Bologna winning." He's like, "To make my bet good." He said, fucked up again. So I messed him up again. I said, you "I said maybe, last, I said maybe last a week tie. the same thing." I mean, you I said, if you the, ask me, I wouldn't the say that Atalanta. The Champions, the Champions League the match. The Even Champions League takes a lot of energy. It's so hard. It's so hard to tell. Champions League takes a lot of energy, mental energy. But that's why I said Lazio from you, tomorrow. And you cannot recover in three, four days. And, and, and it was really what Atalanta did. It is something unbelievable. Unbelievable, oh, yeah. unbelievable. What, what, what Atalanta did. So imagine 
the mental Completely approach yes. and, and the mental energy that came out I'll of those guys in those, they, they're yeah, drained yeah, yeah. out yeah, yeah, yeah. and understandably so absolutely they, they have Zapata that. and Ilicic and the, the loss yeah. today is absolutely no. you know un- acceptable. understandable you yeah, can, acceptable you cannot do you I cannot agree. recover in three days recover that mental I just the, wouldn't the, have told like I told him I said if that's gonna ruin your bet to put Bologna I said I wouldn't put Bologna winning but even I ended up scoring another thing I would like to um I would like to say, to go, going back to Ancelotti, I'm only going to take 30, uh, 30 <laughs> seconds. I know a lot of people, they love Ancelotti based on what he's done in the past and the team that he has uh, coached. I'm not here saying that Ancelotti is not a great coach, by all means. He's an absolutely great coach. He's a great, he's a great communicator. He's an experienced coach. But Ancelotti, it's the first time that he ex- accepted to coach a team which is not a top team in Europe. He always coached top teams in Europe, equivalent to the Juventus of Italy, where he had 22, them. 23 managers there. He has 22, 23 players, 24 players, like, like Sarri, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Pardon. and uh, Chelsea. So he did coach these teams where you have a certain roster. Now, Napoli, I don't think Napoli has those top players. So now at that point, to my understanding, he was not able to bring, get him to that next level based on his experience and able to flourish certain players and, and bring him. So he was never in that position mm-hmm. the way he was in It wasn't in on Napoli, his resume to do something like that. To do, to, like, uh, to do like something like this. Done. But by all means, I'm not saying that Ancelotti is not a great, a great coach. He is a great coach. But not all coaches are for certain mm-hmm. Teams, teams like Gasperini, you need the tools at your disposal exactly. for each you coach. Right, correct. Yeah. Not exactly. a, you know you have certain coaches that can correct. You know yeah. certain uh, teams. You have these coaches that coach Spal, that coach Atalanta, like exactly. Gasperini. Gasperini tried going to Inter a few years ago. It didn't work out. If you bring Don't say going back to a team yeah, where but Gasperini, when he went to Inter, it was a bad time. It was during a time where there was a lot of confusion from head to to toe. So I mean, <laughs> he he got the short end of the stick. He had three three games to really to do anything and his whole thing is his style of football was a three-man defense i remember moratti coming on like and it. saying oh but you, you know, guys have better memory Inter, than me not... because you're younger than me i think something like this with ancelotti players not agreeing with him 100 percent happened also by munich yeah well he got sacked his yeah, last three good. jobs yeah. He oh, got yeah, sacked from right, Real Madrid. Right. He got sacked from Bayern, and now he's sacked by Napoli. And Real Madrid, it was never, in my opinion, was never warranted. And a lot of yeah. Real Madrid fans tell me the same thing. He won La Decima for them. Yeah. Um, I think the sacking this the time League. it was only that Laurentiis wanted to give a yeah. spark to the yeah. team. But, but I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's all. But it was only a spark. A lot, a lot of coaches they they get sacked. It's not really a, a question mark of how good well, a player it's is. Results. Exactly. It's based on results. You and bring then also, results, you have a job. You don't bring results. Somebody else is going to come in. And if you've been there for a long time, they'll they'll. Sack yeah, after when, when things are, start dying out. Um, Milan, uh, 0-0 against Sassuolo. Um, I think uh, the the post and the crossbar Oof. stopped them from uh, being able to to win the match. They Mike. got a, yeah. Uh, Theo Hernandez also scored, and they took it away because apparently Kessie handled the ball before it happened. Apparently, so it was a handball. Rightfully, well, it looked like a handball. I heard like a couple it's, people it's hard arguing to see because when didn't see the you zoom in, you see all, it's so grainy. But I'm you, gonna it assume was? it was correct. So, okay. yeah. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, uh, sorry. but Sassuolo, to be <laughs> a, it, it was pretty good. Sassuolo, Sassuolo had some chances too, but Milan were pretty unlucky not to get the three points, I thought. Overall, Boga, 
Sassuolo, him and Caputo, they play so good together. They play. Boga has amazing touch. How Caputo, Piontek, he was kind of visible, man. And Leao, Leao came Leal, in, right? Leao had two poles. He, he made a huge he difference. Right. He, was the one. he hit the crossbar, then hit the... Oh, I think the bottom oh, line oh, of Milan is putting the ball in the net. Yeah, they don't have that. that Correct. Club. Jack was there. Yeah, Jack was. Bonaventura was. He had a, a couple of chances. He was. Uh, he was. He was actually there. He was involved in a few things. So it was just overall, a goal not going in. It was a goal not going in, man. Did Sassuolo do anything? Sassuolo, no, no. They they had a couple of chances, but Milan. If you had a pick, it was definitely Milan winning. Milan sh- probably should have got the three points. But yeah. it was one of those games. You gotta put the you gotta put the ball yeah. in the net. Yeah. He's continue. He's continue putting in. Uh, Le- Piontek, he keeps on putting in Piontek every game. He hasn't been doing much. What everybody's talking. About. Lau's very good. I like him, but I don't know why he's not starting. That's what people keep saying. I yeah. I saw. I didn't why I was watching the Juventus game, but I keep seeing everybody saying why is Lau not the coach, man. I don't know. Not starting. He knows more know. than us, I guess. But Sassuolo is a difficult team. Don't forget, no, this yeah. is a team yeah, that just came sure. off tying against Juventus in Juventus no, Stadium. Yeah, they play as a unit. But they if they didn't play good, team. you know, I don't know. Well, a great Milan, coach. Milan, no, Milan not last, last good, couple bro. of games, Milan's been playing very, very yeah, yeah. good. I mean, the last game that we watched, you were with uh, Antonio right, versus Bologna. Bologna is a tough was, team. And well, they were able remember to, the the uh, the last couple of games, it was Bonaventura that took the chestnuts away from the fire. The goal against Napoli. Yeah, and that goal against Bologna, where yeah. he curved that ball, that was a beautiful oh, yeah, goal. So yeah. four points were thanks to uh, to uh, to Bonaventura. But not every time the same player can take. Can it's got to be somebody else. Yeah. Got to be then somebody else. That's correct. Exactly. He gave four points the last two games. One oh, against yeah. Napoli, beautiful so shot so from the outside. To score, yes, but at least the game itself, Milan, the way they've been playing, you see more yeah. flow. Like, yeah. but they still had that performance. They still played well. Yeah, they played good overall. Yeah, you can't say. I think Benasser missed like a missed the open net. I'm not a fan oh of him. Benasser missed the open net. Oh yeah, that's right. Goalkeeper comes out and Benasser goes out instead of chipping the ball where the defender was. He shot it right in the guy's foot. I was like, whoa, that was. It was, it was it was a brain rookie. fart for sure. It was rookie mistake, rookie mistake. Uh, Roma three one against Spal. They came back and won. Spal was oh, up right. Petania from yeah, the spot. Sp- uh, Roma played. They outclassed them overall. Even yeah. though Pe- Petania scored the penalty, but overall Roma played better. They deserved one hundred percent. Spal's having a hard time scoring. I mean, they are. A lot of the games, they're not putting up enough goals. Petania scored. Uh, missed the last penalty too, and he came up, and I was like, "Oh, is he gonna score this oh. one?" Yeah. So I was, I was like, "I'm not even sure if he's gonna score," but he did score. But they were parking the bus the whole time. They didn't do much. Roma deserved the hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Zanio Smalling, Smalling, beast again. Uh, Smalling. Classic. Sm- yeah, Smalling was okay. They didn't. Spal didn't go up that much, oh, yeah. so it was like they were pretty. Roma also has issues with the with the roster, with the with Florenzi. Now he's playing. He wants out. Fonseca, I think he has a, a stronghold of this team. I like the him a identity lot. of the team you see. Well, they did qualify for next round of uh, Europa League. They finished second. Well, Lazio lost and they're out. So. Yeah, I know. Well, Lazio, I watched that match. Oh, my God. It was dry. It's like two different Lazios. The one that you Correct. saw against Juventus and then the one that I'm watching playing Europa League. It's like I they, think this it's is like a great care. I strongly believe this is a great opportunity. It's a great year for, uh, for Lazio and uh, they're fine. Fourth place or even third, even even to dream about Scudetto? about something. Not it. If if everything goes, if you're healthy, uh, mentally, physically, and I just feel that they have the right players in place this year, after three four years that they've been playing together to actually do something and 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 perform. That would this be Lazio. That would be incredible. This, the Lazio of this year reminds me of the uh, uh, Napoli Sarri, the 91 points. 
Really? When we finished second. And I think that was the year that the Napoli... special was there. Correct. Something special where there was something in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Everybody was on the same Mm -hmm. page. They made a... um, an agreement. A pact. A pact. The gentleman's agreement where everyone was focused on. The, and I think the same pact is in Lazio uh, this year. The locker room is solid. They love their coach. They know each they other. They're playing well. great soccer. And I just think that a little bit at a time. And now these players that three, four years ago, they were nobodies. And now they are great players purchased at a reasonable price. And now they're Very. worth they worth uh, they worth a lot of money, and they playing the best soccer in Serie A currently. And tomorrow between these two teams, Cagliari, you're, oh gonna see, you're gonna see you're gonna see a great uh, you're gonna see a great game. Uh, two teams uh, that go for up it and too. down, up and down. You're gonna see you know coast to coast. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna I'm see a great uh, a great game. Uh, more so for me, it's like we've talked about consistency. Obviously, for Lazio was that key word last year, where you would see one Lazio and then the next Lazio that came out, it wasn't really consistent. And it feels like this year that they do have more of a consistent basis for them, at least in Serie A's um, sake. And key players can, have stepped up. If if they can continue that, they have I matured. Mean, the race for Scudetto, I would absolutely. Well, they would love be like we said, if see. they win tomorrow. Three points. Yeah, they, they'll be it's three still, points. Yeah. There will be three points. Uh, same same thing. Yeah, the season. Yeah. I mean, it would be unbelievable to see Juventus, Inter, and um, Lazio. and Lazio until May. If they could, obviously, there's a lot of ifs, ends, and buts. But three teams that all have really special qualities. Inter, it's more of a burning desire led by a winner as a leader that's just going to maximize. You know, it's like a towel that's got squeeze. water in it. He's yeah. just going to squeeze it to the the end. And it's going to get to a Juventus that's probably going to be a well-oiled machine that's going to be playing with lots of quality. And then a Lazio who has this dream. So we might be setting up for a, a but, photo finish. Correct. But even also Juventus now. Juventus, I think it Different will come questions. a time where Juventus will have to make a choice. It all depends how far they get into Champions League. And I think they will get you know pretty far. So now you have, based on the roster and of course on the everyone being healthy... You also have to make a choice. Inter already has a choice. Now, Europa League, if everyone gets yeah. healthy, do you want to go with all, or you want to concentrate on uh, on the... Um... So, yeah. Do you care about Europa League? It all depends on the players that we have. If everybody gets back healthy, you have enough players, I think. To compete on Thursday and Sunday? Yeah, it never looked do. like Conte at Juventus. That was one of the big criticisms of Conte at Juve when, when Juve got knocked out of Champions League. There was um they went to Europa League and the final was actually at Juventus Stadium. Um it was the final was gonna be at Juventus Stadium and a lot of UF fans, you know, while I don't really care about Europa League, it was like, you know, the final's gonna be there. It's an opportunity to win something European where they haven't won something European in forever, and they, you know, they didn't do well. And a lot of the blame was saying around Conte that he didn't care about the Listen, I'm a, I'm under the impression the whenever you team. whenever you're I mean, in something you wanna go to win. It, then history tells us, you know, tells us that especially Italian teams when they get into Europa League, yeah. after yeah. the first round, whatever they want to, they want uh, to get out because there's more money need, you, to win fourth place in the Champions League. You have to have rosters. Yeah. You have to have rosters on a, a, a Thursday and Sunday. But Inter you know, should have a roster to but guess win what? In, it's still in Serie A and Europa League. Well, listen, it still is so as, correct. As but now in January, who are you going to get? League. Who's available in January? They want Kulusevski. They want Marcos Alonso. They want Vidal. Giroud. They want Giroud. Are you think these teams players. are going to get rid of these players? 
I don't know. You think Parma is going to get rid of a 2000 mm-hmm. this year in January? It could be sold Vidal, in June for Vidal, uh, for Vidal, Vidal, Vidal money. Vidal and Giroud are, I think, are realistic because those guys realistic. are not have much time. You think time. Vidal will go even with no yeah, Champions so. League? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he. Really, I don't he, think he's doing much at um at at Barcelona right now. But I don't know either way. But you asked who they could get. It could be possibly them. Um and yeah, at the end of the day, also I want to see Atalanta do something in January. I really I feel like Gasparini. We didn't talk about Champions League, but for Gasparini, the guy has pulled off literally a miracle. Literally. If you think about more, more this team, one. this team has an average budget of second division teams in England, and they're competing in Serie A in Champions League with also injuries. Where we you know we talk a lot about coaches that complain about injuries. You know, Conte's said a lot of times in the past. You know, I got these injured players. I can't win with these guys. These guys are not experienced. You know, Barella and Sensi from Kairi. and he misses Ilicic and Zapata, who are arguably the two most important players for his team in a must-win match. And they played that match to perfection. 3-0. A 3-0 win away from home that was never going to be easy. And they put on the performance of a lifetime. So happy and proud of them. And I think Gasparini, you could see the excitement. I mean, the smile that he gave... He said he oh, wasn't yeah. happy until the third. He said even the second goal, I wasn't. I was still scared. And then when the third goal went in, you could feel the passion that he had for that. And I think this guy deserves it. I really want to sure. see Atalanta. They it's said, a great result for Italian uh, football. For Italian and, football, and he, in, said, um, he in said, "I played for Italian football. I, I played to bring honor to what we should be doing in Europe." Um, and I really hope Atalanta backs him, and I hope they're able to get something in January, some reinforcements. Because as they go further in Serie A, yes, they did really good without Zapata and Ilicic, but you can't consistently be relying on... The thing is, the January mark is so hard because a lot of teams, they have their rosters set. And unless you have astronomical number, you know, you don't usually see a lot of players, big players move. I have a, na- I have a name so, in my mind. You're yeah. not going to be happy. Mertens. I want Mertens. Not Mertens. Nah, he's not going to go talk Why? Mertens will leave. Why not? Mertens won't leave because leave. he wants to be, he wants to become, Atalanta. it's very important to him to become the leading scorer of Napoli of all times. How many more goals is I there? think he has a, a three, four goals to, okay. to He'll go. He'll do it over the weekend. I'm the saying it based off of, of you know, they talk a lot about Inter in January. I would love, I'm saying it's a dream. It's a dream. We could dream, right? I would love uh, to dream see. Dream doesn't cost anything. It doesn't. Zlatan <laughs> will be amazing. Dreaming is Zlatan, Zlatan, I don't think it will happen. That might cost I, a little bit of that dream. <laughs> I could dream also fourth place. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, God. but for Atalanta, honestly, what they did was absolutely incredible. So, so happy. A little luck on their side, but it's also the point that you have hey, to listen. be in the right place when the luck comes. Sometimes yeah. it's gonna come across. You gotta be able to grab yeah, it when it happens. You're in the position to win. Why not take it? I mean, I went. I saw the the game, the Man City, the Atalanta Man City game. Oh yeah, you gave the luck, right? You know what? One one. You never know. But the thing is, should have won that game. That too. game, that game was a changing, uh, yep, turning point factor, because the first half, Man City could have easily scored two three goals. Yeah. I mean, they were all over Atalanta. Gasparini did something in the locker room. Those kids, those guys came out and were ready to to kill. Okay, they got the goal and maybe could have got the second goal. Uh, and then we know the rest of what and happened. Not, and but. not even that, the, they had to rely on the second game. There was two goals in extra time. We thought we thought Atalanta were out after that one. We one. posted that Atalanta we posted were out that Atalanta were out, but then we didn't see that. I think it was Shakhtar Donetsk scored two goals in extra time to level it, which kept they were down Atalanta three to one, it, which made the historic uh, comeback. They were down three to one back. in the 80, 86 minute, eighty yeah. something minute. Um, so listen, they keep dreaming. They said they're a team of dreamers, and also. 
if we're talking about them, Golini was absolutely incredible. He made some beautiful saves. In that final, I mean, and when you got a keeper like that that's on your side, that's making these saves that are just ridiculous, it you only helps you. I meant to um, happen. Yeah, too. exactly. You start yeah. to believe that it's meant to, meant to be. And honestly, I love them. But I didn't think that they would be able to do it without when I when I heard Zapata was out, I said, God damn it. Other when I heard Ilicic was out, I didn't I really didn't believe that they would be able to do it. But all credit to them. Yeah, all was, credit was, to them. And Marco, if if we didn't say it enough, Marco actually played against Golini in Viareggio when yeah. he was younger, right? I'm proud of that guy. I Did mean, you take a crazy. shot on him or no? No, we didn't we didn't even get to half field. <laughs> he was probably sleeping <laughs> on the sidelines. He was, he was sleeping, but you could just I mean, we watched his warm-ups and I was like, Jesus Christ. I never thought he would be in Champions League qualifying for exactly, this round. Exactly. Yeah. But he's from Manchester United, you know, he this, he played the in youth, England, right? Was there the youth, something? The youths. youths. Um but great job. He was he's phenomenal. My age, 23, 24 years old. Um and uh, we're seeing more and more uh, the uh 2000, 2001, today Inter put in a 2002 player. Yeah, who is he? 17 Agum. years old. Agum. 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 Right. He, actually, yeah, yeah. he actually has experience playing in French League, the oh, first wow. division. The French, so they things always start changing out. a little right bit. Away. They are believing uh, they, they more. They believe the really. Right, to put in... To uh, put youths. But I'm still not convinced about those, uh, those subs. subs. Yeah, me less, too. I agree with you. The last the less eight, uh, Mike, eight grab, minutes. Grab some questions. Also, yeah. we'll say quick shout out to Sampdoria who won uh, the Derby, Derby yeah. against Genoa. Gabbiadini. Yes, also. Gabbiadini. Uh, Mr. Ranieri turned uh, things around for uh, they were in last place. Yep. That's right. And now I think he got them out of the uh, relegation zone. Relegation zone. Yeah. So, so a lot more a shout do, out to Mr. Ranieri, a, a gentleman, a true gentleman of soccer. You know, always, I always like that guy. He's coached in the top four derbies in Italy, 10 <clears> games. <throat> he won nine of them and tied one. Never lost. So he did the Rome Derby. He did Torino because he was with Juventus. Which one did, did he tie? I don't know which one he tied. Was it know. the Inter one? <laughs> the Genoa and, uh, and the Inter, the Milan Derby. Wow. So, derby man, huh? Yeah, man. I don't know. But derbies. Thiago Motta, unfortunately, he's already, they're already talking about sacking him, which is not looking good for him okay let's, anyway yeah, let's move on on question this one's from salvatore he by said the, by the way real quick we yeah. got our questions from our whatsapp number today that's right so everybody who texted us mike's reading it from there yeah so salvatore whatsapped us he said do you think what's up what's up what's up or what's up do you think milan regret their decision to sack gattuso and have pioli now i think yes i, I, I didn't hear the question do you think do you, milan regret sacking gattuso with all things considered with how Giampaolo and how pioli are doing I think they do. I mean, Gattuso did a great job for Milan with the team. He took the uh, the team to Europa League, which we all know why Milan this year is not playing Europa League because of the uh, uh, financial fair play. He missed the Champions League for one point. I believe. Kid, the tile. This is the tile. Jesus, you guys joke. Jesus Christ. The thing is, Ludo scared me more than the tile. I didn't see what happened. So it was one point, I believe. They missed. They missed. They missed. So I remember Gattuso taking on a team from an organization that I believe was not even an organization at that point. It was not even, there was no club. He's a gentleman. He's, he's a gentleman. There, there was no club. No, he's a gentleman that he knows when to step yeah, back. Exactly. He knows when, uh, you know, he, he he made sure his staff got paid when he was fired from Milan. Don't give me the money, give the money yeah, to us. Exactly. And peace, I did the same thing where yeah. I believe he took money out of his own pocket to pay, pay the yeah, players that, that didn't have. Guy. He's not that type of guy. Yeah. He's, a, he's an old fashioned uh, uh, general. So he'll see, We'll see in March. I hope... And I'll apologize. I'll well. say I was wrong when I said that Milan should sack Gattuso to get Gianpaolo. I was definitely wrong. I also said that too. I was, 
I'll say it with all with all things oh, considered, what? I didn't realize how bad his team was at the time and how good he was doing for the team that he had. Gattuso's the kind uh. of coach that you would die for. Like he, he like instills this kind of thing. So compared to Pioli and the rest of them, Gianpaolo, uh, uh, I feel like Gattuso really uh, everyone had Gattuso's back. And even though he did leave, I do feel like most of Milan fans you think they regret it. Listen, I uh, this. <laughs> Hold on, I want to try to take. I I think what they what they try to do with Gianpaolo was be able to change Milan and, and make it a, a a fun to watch Milan, but they forgot that right. in order to be fun to watch, they you have to, to put, have they wanted players. to put a a, a, a fashionable yeah, suit on Milan exactly. But before you, you have players, that, right? no, not just players. You have to have Style a structure, a structure, and you know you have to secure defensively your team before you can start moving around certain pieces. With that said, you know, it's always easy to say now, oh, they would have loved to keep uh, Gattuso. Gattuso was that type of coach where he got the most out of his players, but also made sure that it could have been good to have him one more year while Milan is trying to figure out everything from management to, you know, Maldini and uh, and Boban. So, yeah. Damn. It is easy to say now, but that's a question. So yeah, I think if you told them, I think they would keep him. I would love to hear the content of the conversation Ancelotti had with Gattuso once he mm-hmm. accepted the Napoli job. Wow, there we go. They must have a talked on the phone at least a couple hours. Lulu's going to be tapping phones. <laughs> did, did I find? <laughs> love to hear the content of that. Uh... This one's uh, from Andrew. He said, "If you guys had to uh, redo your predictions, where would you put Lazio right now?" Yeah, I messed up on Lazio. So did I. I messed well, up as of time. now, halfway season. Seeing, I didn't think that they would be as consistent. He's smirking because he's like, yo, I, yeah, I didn't underestimate them. I think you and my dad put them fourth. I think fourth place is, is uh, a I good put spot them, for them. I would have put them top four for sure. Yeah, top four, definitely. I would have. Did you have them top four before? Did you think they were going to be top four? I don't remember if we spoke about this the last... Uh, yourself, the, 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 like, the if le- you thought the, in your head, though, like, just the, before the season started. I had Roma for Conte. I had... I had Milan. <laughs> I, had, I had Roma. Oh, my God. Oh, man. You had Milan? Yeah. Wow. No, I love... Wow! If tomorrow, in it. if tomorrow I will have the opportunity, meaning you know today, because the podcast will end yeah, yeah. today, I will definitely watch. This is a game to uh, to watch. I enjoy watching Lazio. Their style of play it and 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 it, it is fun to watch. You. Very entertaining uh, soccer in Serie. A. Yes. Anything else? Yeah, there was one more. This is this one's oh. for me though. Oh, uh, you want me to read it? From you? You want me to read it? No. Oh, from, from you? From you, yeah, yeah. You, you write your own question? <laughs> no, I just, I just, for I just, him. I just thought of a good one. Uh, even though, wait, wait. Somebody sent the question for you? No, no, from me. So you're making up the I'm question. You're making up the question. Oh, okay. It's yeah. your question. Yeah. No, no, oh, no, well, there was a okay. few. Okay. Uh, where are we going to be Christmas Day? No, no. I, was oh, say, I thought that was a question. I wasn't going to say Napoli in particular. Right now, Elas Verona seems like to be the dark horse from Serie B coming up. Who do you think at the end of the season you're gonna be surprised with the position, the th- uh, the position they're gonna be like? Who's gonna overachieve? Right now it looks like Elas Verona, or you can even say I'm gonna say Cagliari for me. Or Cagliari, I'll okay. say Cagliari. Do you think they're gonna stick oh. up top four, top yeah. uh, t- in a European spot maybe around there? I don't know if top four, but they're they're gonna yeah, surprise a lot of people already. Where what position they're in right now? Okay, Luda, what do you think? So far, we have to say. Um, we uh, we have to say uh, uh, Cagliari, um, Lazio. I won't say because, like I said, Lazio was a, it 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 was a building process for for Lazio. 
So we expected Lazio to be here based oh, on the players that they purchased a few years ago and they and where they are. Bakayer is definitely the uh, the team uh, you know the the team that would achieve and Parma. I will not exclude the Parma, I will not exclude right? the Parma the way they uh, you know the way they play. So I grabbed the phone because I remembered I pinned one of the chats that I was having with someone earlier. Okay. Um her name is Karina and she she was very annoyed with Peter with me, with you, I, I feel like you could you could sense it when you were when yeah it's okay it's okay don't worry about it. Okay, I feel like you could sense it because you were looking over my shoulder to try. Oh, to I see you smiling or to try to see what the question was. So Ludo, I'm gonna blow up your spot right now. It's okay. Blow my, oh yeah, is it yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. You know what it I is, know right? What it is. So we had made um penal, uh, predictions for Napoli and for the Champions League, and right. Mike was saying that Inter should bow out of the Champions League to focus on the Scudetto. That was Mike was saying that, and Peter replied, we're not Napoli, we need to compete in, we need to be in Scudetto, and we need to go for Champions League. Right. So, Karina <laughs> says, she was she was very annoyed, I could, she was messaging beforehand, she said, in the podcast, Peter Penalty says Peter that Penalty. they should go through to the, <laughs> that they should go through to the Champions League and can manage both of them because they are not Napoli. Look how the sides have changed and who qualified for the Champions League. Was, wasn't Inter against Barcelona squad too, was it? So she wanted your. She said, "What is Peter's reaction to what he had said?" No, and well, Inter going out. Inter going out. I think as an Inter fan, I'm very upset. Uh, I still <laughs> stand. Two different analysis. I still stand by what I said. You're Inter. You have to be competing Damn. in Champions League and competing in the Scudetto. You have. Until February to to worry about your your I, injuries I'm and everything sure. else, and guess what? We're gonna be in Europa League now, so <laughs> you still have to play a game. <laughs> Pete, why? Like I don't want to argue. I disagree with, you, with what you said. Brothers okay. of the world, Inter, Inter should have made. Okay, you can say I want to win every competition. You can say not that win every. You gotta be in the competition. You gotta be realistic with yourself, Aludo. Since you weren't on last Wait, time, but did, what's did your you reaction to what, what what he said? The, she, she Karina asked oh, um, how okay, he said we're not Napoli. Well, Georgie, oh, well, because Napoli was in a better in a better position, state of mind. I mean, the only team, the team, uh, the, the last place team got one point against Napoli. We should have won that game 5 6 nothing. We yeah. just couldn't score. He didn't, he didn't mean it like that. He meant right. it in, in the context of. In, in the like, context. Well, the, in like the experience. Well, everybody, the Napoli history. fan, even the Napoli fans said, listen, let's drop out of Champions League. Remember? Remember, not all the Napoli fans, but what they were Napoli fans that said <laughs> last year, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago. was there. When, no, even Champions League. There was times where the play, the, the fans said, let's get out. Let's just concentrate on the Scudetto. It was Europa League. Let's just concentrate on the Scudetto. Napoli did not concentrate on the Europa League. We lost against the German team, Lipsia. We lost there, but then home we almost uh, got the, the goals back. But we should have won that game and maybe go a little bit, uh, a little bit further. But again, Saki, his mentality—that's the Saki. roster Saki, that we Saki, had. Saki, Saki. 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 I keep saying Saki. Yeah. We had 13 players, 14 players. He didn't want to. Uh, he felt that those players did not give him. I understood what you meant. The the uh, the, uh, the uh, you didn't mean it the confidence no, that no. the uh, you know to to play. So he only relied on 12, 13, 14 players max from the uh, you know the three players from the bench. And that's why he said, let's go on the Scudetto. Yeah. And we all know what happened with the Scudetto. Yeah, we, was... we, you know, 91 points. We beat Juventus. Then 
Something happened, I believe, in the Inter-Juventus uh, mm. game on the 91st minute. They got to thank And you. that's when I felt Napoli, you know, lost the Scudetto. And then whatever happened yeah, in yeah. Florence the following day where, uh, you know, Koulibaly got thrown out. Uh, but I think that was the best year that, uh, oh, yeah, that, that Napoli was, that had. That was the time Napoli and had that, to win. I yeah. think, And that, I think, that year, we keep going back to Napoli, 20 years from now, we will go back to that year where we had wow. 91 points as said. That's crazy. What did the organization, what did the Laurentiis do, could have done in January, spend a few dollars and buy wow. one or two players. That sounds like a and maybe we could have. You're making me That's cry sad. over here. And maybe we could have, you know, done it. Put, you know we, we, we could have done it because that was a great Juventus team, but it was also a great Not Napoli team. Yep. And today we lack two leaders in the locker room that I wish we had. Albiol and Peperina. No. Peperina and uh, Amsic. Oh. oh. With those two guys in the that. in the locker Sorry. room, the overall bullshit of this year would have never happened because those two guys would have gone around the locker room and smacked everybody yeah, around. Exactly. And Peperina had the courage to do it and Amsic also. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That, well, that, that's deep. We're lacking we're lacking leaders. Real locker room leaders. That is what Napoli is lacking today. You have these four or five senators, and we spoke in the last past, mm -hmm. you know, before they, came, they before the names came out, yeah. we already mentioned who were the four names that went against the, uh, you know, the, 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 that created that friction. Mertens, Caleon, Alan, and Insigne. But Insigne never had the leadership quality. He cannot handle... He cannot put so much responsibility on his shoulders, like Amsic or uh, or Pepe uh, or Pepe Reina. One thing it makes me think about too, like to see, like I don't, I don't want to say the downfall, but I don't, I, for lack of a better term, I would say that is also, you know, you see some great teams when they come off great seasons, you know, right away they cut the plug on certain players, like like maybe Correct. after that it could have been Callejon or it could have been. Merton, I, you know, not, yes. not specifically. The contract but you also has what a I'm, lot to do with it. You know, the these players, Calleon, Mertens, they want more money. The Laurenti said they want more money. Let them go to China. Yeah. Now we have a perfect example. 2010, Inter, Tiplete. What happened the following year? Yeah. Exactly. Nobody was sold. Nobody was purchased. Exactly. The team came out drained. There's no psychologization. There's yeah. no, Correct. you know, Juventus, Correct. they're very cutthroat. You know, they try to kill things. Oh, they don't care about... Yes. They, they try to kill things before Absolutely. it kills them, kind of. It's like, you know, there's a famous saying, like, you know, do you, does the hero live long enough to become the villain? Does he stay around long enough to become the villain? And that's kind of what it feels like sometimes with certain players, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, that was great. That was a great podcast. Also, we were very nice to each other. You see, when Antonio's not here, we're not... Uh, well, I think it was a nice discussion. I think we had a nice, uh, you know, table. Antonio, we usually scream at Antonio because he keeps bringing up the same stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, like today I had record. notes. Yeah, there we go. I like it. Good. Very good. Ludo, thank you for coming. Always my pleasure. Um, Antonio is going to try to convince us to do one tomorrow, but we'll let him sit here with cameras off and say that. We it won't gets even posted. put the cameras off. He's not going to realize. <laughs> he won't realize if it gets posted or not anyway. But anyway, guys, um, as always, thank you for watching. Talk to you soon. Rate the podcast five stars, as Antonio would say. And as always, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.